I don't know about you, but some nights or honestly, some weeks or even months, it's nearly impossible for me to get a healthy homemade dinner on the table. And I'm always, always looking for more shortcuts to make it easier. So today I'm chatting with guest Cassie Joy Garcia, best-selling author of Cook Once Dinner Fix, Cook Once Eat All Week, and Fed and Fit, as well as she's the creator behind the food blog, Fed and Fit. And Cook Once Dinner Fix just came out, so I'm so excited to hear more about that and her tips on simplifying weeknight cooking for your family. Cassie Joy is a mom too, so she totally gets the utter chaos that can be happening below your feet when you're trying to make things actually happen in the kitchen. This is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy, and I'm your host, Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist with a master of clinical nutrition and a mom of two. This is where we solve all of your struggles with feeding your little ones, and make healthy eating easy. Cassie Joy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. You know, you're only, I think the second, no third guest that I've had on my podcast in its whole life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm extra honored. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot more fun than talking to myself to talk to another person. (laughs) Yes. So tell us, you are like a cook, you're an excellent cook, you're doing it all the time. What is different about your new book, Cook Once Dinner Fix? So Cook Once Dinner Fix is, I think I even wrote this in the book, it is the most like me and how I actually cook at home then. So this is my third book. And the other ones I'm still very proud of, and I'm really proud of the problem that they solved. But this is actually how I've been getting dinner on the table night after night without feeling totally exhausted and run down by the process. And so it's really just about how do we get a fresh meal on the table in a way that saves us time, maybe some money and definitely some energy. Yes. We all want to know how to do all those things. I mean, <laughs> Sounds honestly, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I hear meal prep, sometimes I picture like what I see on social media of someone getting out all their little containers for the week, but this is different. So tell me how is meal prep used in your book? Great question. So yes, meal prep is, is a system that doesn't work for me because I am a working mom of little ones. I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old, and then soon to be number three will be here in a couple of months. And it's just, I, my weekends is when I would have to meal prep and I didn't want to spend that time away from my girls again, you know, because in order to be able to pull it off, even though we might be in the same room it's still not active engagement and active play with them. And so I needed to cook dinner during the evenings. And so what I did is I break it up into meal prepping for a future meal while we're making tonight's dinner. And it might sound a little zany, but it actually really, really works. So what I do is I think about what is the part of the meal that takes the most amount of time to prepare. And it's usually cooking the protein, or if you have a lead, choosing a vegetarian dinner than the veggie based main component. Right. And so I say, while we're already working on that protein, while we're already making a protein for tonight's dinner, how about we double it, double the amount of protein we're making tonight, store off half of it in its most basic form 
right? So not make an enormous casserole and then plan on eating the other half in two nights, but store off the shredded chicken separately, make tonight's casserole. And then two days from now, we're going to roll that chicken up and make another dish. Let's say uh, some sort of a chili dish or chimichangas or something totally different. And it's going to save you so much time in the future because I just didn't have the time at night either to really just pull off a totally involved fresh meal. Yeah, I absolutely love that, especially because I think a lot of us moms really struggle with thinking of something different to do. It's so much mental energy, right, to think of those different things. So even if I'm going to say make a big batch of chicken on Sunday, it takes a lot of effort to think about those different things to do with it during the week. Exactly. It is. And the decision fatigue is real, especially Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And so instead of meal prepping, I like to put a heavy emphasis on meal planning and let's batch our work, our thinking work when we can. And so hopefully what I've done though, my goal was to do as much thinking as possible for you so that those of us who do have really pack schedules, right. And and lead richly filled lives with lots of (laughs) little people. I'm like, uh, what's the most delicate way to put all of this? I know. I love how you're not using the word busy. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) You know, our plates are really full with a lot of needs. And especially if you feel dinner time for me happens to overlap when my girls need me the most when Mm -hmm. I'm preparing dinner. And so, and it can just feel like a frazzled uphill struggle every night to get dinner on the table. And I thought, you know what, if I can just provide an easy button, the thinking is done. I have a, I can't turn off the switch in my brain, the nutritionist, holistic nutritionist switch, right. When I'm developing recipes and putting together plates, I'm mindfully preparing those plates so that they're balanced in macro and micronutrients. And so you're not just going to get a recipe for roasted chicken. I'm also providing you with the roasted potatoes and the salad to serve alongside with it. And so I really hope that that decision fatigue, that burden is less by leaning on these series in that the decision's already done. And also you're getting ahead of the game. You know, when you're washing the dishes tonight after dinner or your partner or whoever it is, you'd have more to show for it. There's more that you get to enjoy going forward. And you just know that you've gotten a head start on the next meal. I absolutely love that. And I love that you mentioned the holistic nutritionist piece. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. But yes, it's so important. Obviously, I care about nutrition. You care about nutrition. And that does shine through in your book. I've noticed that as well. So while I was looking through it, I was like, these meals look gorgeous. They look incredible. And so I guess my one question to you, though, is like, if someone is not the most confident cook, Mm -hmm. Is this book still for them? Oh, yes. I tell you. So we started developing this book. It was, I was pregnant with my second when I started developing this book. And now I'm pregnant with my third. (laughs) It tells you how much time has gone by. And we, of course, there's a global pandemic happened in the middle and production on the book was essentially halted. And I actually, what it provided me was some time to be able to go back and rethink through it and work with a really gifted editor. And I wound up almost rewriting all of the recipes because in reading back through them and having that time and space, I thought, you know what, this is still not as approachable as I want it to be. The dishes are gorgeous and they're really lovely. And you're going to be so proud of the meal you make, but they are written so that the most beginner cook 
is going to be able to move through these recipes. And that was very intentional. I kept thinking, what if now there are some very accomplished, very young cooks out there in the world. But if I thought about myself, when I was 12 years old, I did not know what I was doing. And so I thought if I could write this for 12 year old me in the kitchen, brand new, has no confidence to speak (laughs) of in the kitchen. Can we really guide folks through this? I love that so much. And even as someone who like, I feel pretty confident in the kitchen myself, But when I have like people talking to me, my kids are talking to me, my dog is barking. It's like, I can't focus on something that has a ton of different steps and all these different components. Like it needs to be simple. So us moms, we appreciate that. Oh, I'm so glad. I, it's a, (laughs) if anything else, this cook once dinner fix is a love letter to other mothers. (laughs) That's what it is. So what are the meals that you tend to make over and over for your family? Oh gosh. You know what? We actually, I just made it today. It is a, it's from the poultry chapter. And what I've done is we, we roast an entire chicken. And at least for my family, the size we're at right now, one chicken is actually enough for two full dinners for us. If you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, my family would polish off a chicken in five minutes. Then what I would tell you to do and what I walk you through in the book is how to scale these recipes to feed the number of folks that you need. So I would, let's say we double the chicken, whatever it is. Yes. The oven's on, we roast the chicken and while the chicken is roasting or two of them, and it's really simple roasted chicken. I'm not, I'm not going to walk you through anything fussy again. I want the most beginner cook to feel like this is a huge confidence boost for them. So they get the chicken in the oven, follow the steps, no fail. And then we're also going to roast some potatoes alongside of them. Just some really simple, very simple roasted potatoes pull those out and serve roasted chicken alongside with roasted potatoes and a fresh arugula salad tonight for dinner. And my girls, I'm fortunate that they, they love arugula, but if arugula is a little pushing the (laughs) limit for your little ones, spinach would be a really great sub. You could use the exact same dressing. It's just lemon juice and olive oil, salt and pepper. And I serve that up for meal number one. And we serve it fresh, enjoy some of the crispy skin while it's there and delicious. And then the rest of the chicken gets stored, right? Because we have now extra roasted chicken. And instead of saying, okay, well, I guess we'll have roasted chicken and potatoes and arugula Mm -hmm. salad again in two nights, we have just the roasted chicken. And what I do is I then make an Indian style curry butter chicken Mm. sauce on the skillet. Super easy really straightforward calls for ingredients you can find at almost any grocery store. We're going to make this sauce and then chop up the rest of the chicken, pull it off of the bone, toss it in with the sauce, heat it through, create this really yummy curry chicken. And I serve that with a fluffy white rice and my girls love it. As long as I serve the rice and the, you know, the saucy chicken next to each other, they really Mm -hmm. get into it. And what I found is that at least for my little ones, If I take the chicken out in pieces and it's just got the sauce on it and I put it on their plate so they can see the, whereas my husband and I like to have a little extra sauce to stir in with our rice, they're more inclined to eat the pieces of chicken that they can recognize, eat the rice. And then they usually ask for more Then they're asking for the bowl of the sauce and things like that. But that's one that they really love. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. And I love, I just... I'm like so obsessed with this idea of doing the work in kind of separate phases. So it's like, you're not redoing that same effort again, like make the chicken and then you have the leftover and you have a purpose for it. Not just like, oh, I guess we'll do the same thing again. 
It yes, makes so much sense. Right. It does. And it really, that's what saves me that time. And in some ways, I, maybe I shouldn't put it this way, but it feels like it saves me sanity at the end of the day, because instead of just saying, gosh, I don't know, I do know I have this chicken in there. I have the ingredients for the butter chicken sauce and I've got white rice. I can pull this meal together in 20 minutes total time. Yeah, that's so key. And what's awesome to me too about it is that when a mom is sitting down to meal plan at the beginning of the week, like they already have two, you know, when they have one of your recipe, it's like, we already have two nights covered and that definitely cuts down the time. Yes, it does. It, and that's, that's my hope. And that's actually how I meal plan. I like to meal plan on Saturdays and, uh, just so that Sunday doesn't feel, Sunday always feels like a catch-all day, you know? And so if I meal plan on a Saturday, I'm all about how do we construct the, the best feelings around this, <laughs> this process. And if I get a head start of it on Saturday, it feels a little bit better. And that's what I do. I find that I really only need to cook homemade meals. Me personally, I cook four homemade dinners a week. All right. The other three, I do a Sunday family dinner with my parents every nice. Sunday. Right. So that's checked off on Friday. We do a pizza night. And at some point during the week, I guess this is homemade, but it feels very, very easy as we do spaghetti and red sauce because yes. it's like a win, Classic, <laughs> you know, you just know they're yes. going to love it. And so that leaves four dinners. And so what I do is I flip through, I genuinely, like I said, this is how I cook at home. I didn't have a book now and I'm so glad I do now, <laughs> but I would think of what are two dinner series that I can pull together and I overlap them. So you nutritionist, nutritionist, that's kind of how I think about it is I will say, I'll pull a dinner series out of poultry and maybe I'll pull one out of beef and I'll alternate the days, right? So meal Monday, we're having chicken, Tuesday, we're having beef, Wednesday is chicken and Thursday is beef. And it just feels so much easier once I've gotten those chosen. Absolutely. So these are amazing tips. Keep them coming. What other tips do you have for moms to make things a little bit easier? They don't want to spend a ton of time in the kitchen. They want tasty meals. What's another tip you have up your sleeve? Oh gosh. Okay. This one's a little zany. Are you ready for it? (laughs) It's one of my favorites though, is when you either get home from the grocery store or if your groceries are still being delivered to you, I, I started that during the pandemic and I, now I just build it into the budget. Same. Yeah. (laughs) And so however the groceries show up in your house. When they're there, it's, you probably still have top of mind what you ordered groceries for, right? The intended meals. Mm -hmm. And so I say, while it's still top of mind, before you put everything up, before you put the cans in the canned section in your pantry and the veggies in the veggie drawer and all of this stuff, lump your ingredients into the meals, the groups of meals that you would actually need them for. Mm -hmm. And then store them with the ingredients you need for that meal, whether, and even better bonus points, if you have a bin to put them in or a basket or a bag, something that you can put them in the refrigerator together. And if you're making, for example, I just flipped open to the beef chapter. There's a, it uses ground beef between these two dinners. And the first dinner is a beef burrito bowl with cilantro, lime, rice, black beans, and the corn salsa. And then dinner number two is a cheeseburger pie. Imagine Mm. my kids love this one. (laughs) And so for the first meal that I use a can of black beans for that burrito bowl, I would put the can of black beans 
with the corn, with the bell peppers, with the cheese, all of that goes into a bin together. We're going to put the can of beans in the refrigerator. Same thing for meal two. So that when it comes time, if you're planning on making this on Tuesday, you pull out the bin and you've gotten a head start on dinner already because there's this, the hill, to, the invisible hill to climb. It's like a false flat in, in cycling is what I think of. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to start dinner. And you think you're just going to start cooking right away, but you don't just start cooking right away. First thing you have to do is say, oh yeah, what was I going to make? Oh yeah. What all goes into it. And then you have to pull all the ingredients out. And if you have little people that are around your feet, you know, that are distracting you or wanting to talk to you, you're going to get distracted. Mm-hmm. And so this way, everything's already together and you only have to do that thinking once. And so that's kind of a goal of mine is what, what tasks to get a fresh, healthy dinner on the table. Can we just do once? And so yes. that really helps me. Oh my gosh. I would never think like, oh, let me put the can of beans or whatever in the fridge, but it makes so much sense to group it all together like that. I'm now like, why have I done this for all this time of grouping things in my pantry, like according to the type of food when I should be keeping it with that meal so that I don't have to do all that extra work? Yes, exactly. Right. (laughs) You're going to feel so smart and so proud if you do this and pull it off. It just feels like such a win. And when you pull it out, it, there's this moment where you're like, wow, thank yes. you, past me. Thank you, past me. Seriously. I just saved myself <laughs> 10 minutes. And it can also make the difference between making the dinner or not, mm-hmm. right? If everything is together, you just know that you saved yourself 10 minutes. And sometimes 10 minutes makes or break it. And it makes or break whether you're actually going to pull off the dinner. Yeah. It's almost like getting a meal kit, but not paying the extra amount to have the meal kit. Exactly. Oh, so wonderful. Okay. Cassie Joy, any last things that you want to share before we (laughs) hop off? Oh gosh. You know, I think that if your confidence in the kitchen isn't, you're like, this all sounds great, but I still don't feel like I'm quite a good enough cook to be jumping into a recipe book like this. I don't know why, but I feel like I want to talk to you specifically, but I think that my thought is, and my encouragement to that person would be to flip to the recipes that feel doable to you and start there. There is no award for going with the recipes that you, that feel challenging and intimidating. There's no award for that. And so I think that when you get, when you're flipping through a book, like cook one's dinner fix, I want you to flag the ones that are wins for you, where you're like, you know what? I know I can pull that one off. I know I can do a beef burrito bowl and a cheeseburger pie, right? Flag those. And I know my family's going to love them flag those. And even if you flip through the whole book and you're like, I flagged six, right. That are like, sure, sure. Wins and bets. That is huge. And lean on those. They're like I said, You don't have to cook your way through it all. You don't have to do it all, but hopefully it helps give you an easy button that you can press when you want it. Yes, we all need an easy button in our lives. Thank you so much, Cassie Joy. Where should people find you? Cook One's Dinner Fix. It's available everywhere books are sold. Uh, You could order it off from an independent bookstore. Amazon carries it, Barnes & Noble. You can also, Target is carrying it. You can stop into your local Target and grab it. And then all of my work, we've got over a thousand recipes over on fedandfit.com, free content for you there. And then I'm most active on Instagram over on the fedandfit profile. 
awesome. This was great. And I hope that the moms who are listening will go check out your book because it really, like I was so impressed looking through it and I just want to make all the recipes now too. So I'll probably be sharing them on my Instagram when I make them. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. 